Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. And now, Three Witches and a Druid Podcast present Samuel J. Lawson. In the merry month of May, from the Started left the girls of day, nearly broken hearted, saluted father dear. Kiss me, darling, mother, drink a pint of beer. My grief and tears to smother, off to reap the corn. Leave where I was born, I cut the stout black thorn to banish ghost and goblin. A brand new pair of brogues have rattled all the bones and frightened all the dogs on the rocky road to Dublin. It one, two, three, four, five. Up the hair and turn it down the rocky road and all the way to Dublin and whack for all they are. And Mullingar that night arrested limb so weary Started by daylight next morning bright and air He took a drop of the pure Keep me half from sinking, that's in Paddy's cure Whenever he's on for drinking See the lassie smile, laughing all the while Happy curious smile could set your heart above And they asked if I were hired Wages I required and I was almost tired Oh, the rocky road to Dublin in one, two, three, four, five Up the hair and turn it down the rocky road And all the way to Dublin in one, for all they run From there I got away, my spirits never failing, landed on the quay, just as the ship was sailing, the captain at me roared, said that no room had he when I jumped on board. Cabin fine for Paddy, down among the pigs, it played some funny rigs, it danced some hearty jigs, the water ran me bubble and went off to Hollyhead, I wished myself for dead, or better far instead, on the rocky road to Dublin, it one, two, three, four, five, up the hill and turn it down the rocky road, and all the way to Dublin and whack below the rock. The boys of Liverpool, when we 
safely landed, cut myself a fool I could no longer stand it, me blood began to boil Temper I was losing, poor old Erin's idol They began abusing, hurrah, me soul says I shall lay I let fly, some Galway boys came by And so I was a-hopping and with a loud hooray They joined in the fray, we quickly cleared the way For the rocky road to Dublin at one, two, three, four, five Hop the hare and turn it down the rocky road And all the way to Dublin and whack for Lolderah Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid, where we sit around with our hot apple cider and rum. The rum is from Compass Distillery. Oh, local rum. It's your daily ration. (laughs) And the thing is, mind you, it will have snowed by the time this airs, but here we... Hold up, hold up. It may not have. Oh, really? There's there's no snow in the forecast. I thought it was Friday. And yeah, a little bit. going to be a teeny bit. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy because I left Winnipeg for this exact reason. So even though we're having warm, hot toddies or whatever this is called, there's no snow outside. But it's but, damp. It's been misty and rainy and damp for weeks. It's eight degrees. It's still I'm not damp. Just start complaining. You don't have to shovel down. Yeah. You know what? I got someone who shovels. Well, truthfully, I would rather it was minus 15 and two feet of snow and sunny than this foolishness. I don't care if it's above zero. It's so damp and miserable and I ache from head to toe. There we are. That's my cut in. (laughs) So anyway, I'm Margo. And I'm Maeve. Gwen. And I'm Brian. So this first episode of recording tonight uh, was suggested to us by a Patreon member, and they would like us to just discuss health, body, sickness, and possibly the menstruation cycle and its affiliation with our spiritual path, paganism, witchiness, all of that loveliness. That's a very cool topic. That was yeah. a great suggestion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not just the mentor stuff. No, 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 no. But I mean, like even that's an A, B, and C topic. Yeah, but still, the 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 health, the spiritual health, and using that. Here's me going through anemia right now, even though I don't have my period anymore. But uh, yeah, is that a point of celebration? I assume so. For me, it really is because I didn't want kids. I never wanted kids. It was just an annoying inconvenience that had no purpose in my life. So I'm quite glad that it's over. Although we were discussing earlier about camping and menstruation. I said I hadn't had a period for like a year, two years. And I met up an old high school friend in PEI to go camping. And boom, there it was. Period. Period. You go camp and you get your period. That's just <laughs> how it is. You you guys know that, like, I'm sure you know, but like when you're on birth control, having your period is religious thing, right? I don't know what you mean. So when they first came out with birth control, you didn't have your period. You didn't have anything. And the Vatican Church would not approve of it unless you had your period. So <sighs> they, they still had, don't approve of birth they still, control. No, they, they don't. But they, they more approve of it because you have your period. Because they, they want us to suffer. They want you to suffer. Do you know that there was no mention anywhere in the Catholic Church of birth control until, what, 1887? Because they noticed their numbers were going down. Because I'm sure there were folk remedies. So that's when they banned birth control. Before then, they didn't. Well, I mean, the same with the, now I know I'm going to say this incorrectly, a memagogue. 
I think is what it is. A mixture of herbs that will bring your period on. Yes. Which I had done herbal class way back at Little Mysteries. And one of the things she had taught us how to make was bleed tea. Yeah. And I remember our friend Rhonda, before the gathering one year, phoned and said, my period's going to come at the gathering. I don't want it to. Can you make me some of your bleed tea? You know, and I was like, I'm not sure if it's going to work. I've never actually used it before. I only know this in theory. And two days later, she phoned me and she's like, this is the weirdest phone call I've ever made in my life because it worked. So she was all like, it was like a week and a half before it was supposed to come, but it brought it on early. She was all done by the time the gathering came around and she was all good. Sounds like sort of an original um, morning after pill. It kind of, sort Mm -hmm. of. Like I think it was very accessible herbs. Yes. Very, very accessible and very safe. Yep. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Because that morning after pill is, uh, from what I understand, I had never taken it, but many, oh, I've heard of many girls doing it. Um, it's, it's a bit of a shock to the system. Well, and here it's just fine, but there are places south of the board, our border in, in the States where that's illegal now. I know. So um, there are alternatives that are very safe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we're, we're putting together a grimoire for the growth. Now I need your recipe for bleed tea. Sure, yeah, we'll see if I can track it down. Yeah, so when the apocalypse hits, yes. we'll have it yeah. written down. That's yes, right. it's, wow. it's important. Because again, yes, easily accessible, easy to grow herbs, like nothing weird or, you so know. That strange thing you have to. Yeah, go, go forward, forage in the forest <laughs> under a sickle moon. And the, yeah, I was going to say the golden <laughs> <laughs> or, or have to go to seven stores to maybe find it or something crazy if you're not going to forage. Wow. So, yeah, uh, the conversation they would like us to have is about how... Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's managed to corral us yet. No. So. <laughs> it is about healthiness and body mm-hmm. and such in our spirituality. Now, I'm, being a druid, am a strong believer in science. You have cancer. Paganism is not going to cure any cancer. Something I always told customers at Little Mysteries was that whatever the situation is, you have to also do the mundane work. Yes. Whether it was job hunting, studying for an exam, your health, you still have to put in the work on this plane in order for anything magical to also be able to happen. But I am a strong believer in a placebo effect. And if crystals make you feel better... So be it. Yeah. You're not going to cure your cancer, but if they make you feel better, mm-hmm. I fully support it. Well, I, if you feel better, you can have a stronger immune system and a stronger immune system. Exactly. Everything. There's a reason why we call them complementary mm-hmm. health. Right. Yeah, and I, mean, and I also cannot tell you how many women who were having trouble conceiving would come into Little Mysteries and buy a geode and put it under the bed. And we should have had a wall of photographs on yeah, in the store. That actually would have been amazing. The, you know, the number of times women came back and said, it worked, it worked. Right. So, so now, is that because the geode is under the bed and they're less stressed? I suspect or that's, maybe they just they're giving women... the power and the stress over to the geode. Yeah. So they no longer have to hang on to that stress. And then perhaps you know prevent things from happening in the natural way that they would happen 
Right. How many times have you heard of people who tried for years, couldn't have children, adopted, and then within the year were pregnant? My that happened so and many times. on my mom's side. That's exactly what I've heard of so happened. many people like that. Yeah. Just because the tension's Gone. away. Yeah. And I mean, if you are sick, you know, say you're, you know, have cancer and you're having treatment, you know, if a crystal helps you feel less nauseous, or just helps you feel a little braver to face what you have to do, you know, that can be, that can be a relief for you. And there's right. no shame in that. Like, we don't Perhaps. have to apologize for that, no. I don't think. No. You know, like, I think that people would, a lot of allopath, allopathic medicine, the results from the drug trials and stuff are often very marginal. You just feel, mar you know, they have that much marginal success. Sometimes it just is on par with the placebo effect. So if carrying a crystal or or any other small ritual, ritualistic type practice increases that by changing your mood and your immune mm -hmm. system and mm -hmm. everything else. And I think it is becoming a little more mainstream because that course that I had done through community health on compassion, that's it, self-compassion, which kind of went out the window for me. Like it's, I've had a little bit of a relapse, but <laughs> I'm coming back. One of the practices we were to bring in a crystal or a stone or a rock. So for our mainstream health providers here in Canada to bring that forth as a practice, I think it is showing how much people are realizing that these things do have benefit in the real yeah. world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And along those lines, especially in today's modern society, get vaccinated. Go get your flu shot. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you believing that the stars are going to align is not going to save you from COVID. It's not going to save you from the deadly fucking flu that we have going around. Yes. And the bad cold. Yeah. And... It's more, it's just like you said, you have to do the mundane work. Yeah. For anything magical to happen whatsoever. Yeah. And take your cod liver oil right now. Yes. Yeah. And flu season. <laughs> now, at the same time, like kind of back to the herbalism thing. I think it was last year we made fire cider fire water you ever had that no so it's this concoction you make you leave it on top of your fridge or somewhere dark and it burns it burns everything <laughs> and you're supposed to take like a shot a day and it prevents the cold and i'm sure it does because holy shit it burned everything <laughs> i'll post a recipe for it well, but it was amazing and it's something we should actually probably do this winter but it's something that needs to ferment Right. in the shadows in your home and it's just full of spice oh my god it's kind of like the old buckley's liquid cough medicine yeah terrify the cough yeah speaker. yeah exactly yeah. it's like the, the magical component is it, that the virus burns away <laughs> yeah in the jalapeno oil you've just drank Ooh. well i know my grandmother when we were little we might have talked about this before used to give us whiskey and honey mixed right. together oh, that's yep. my mother's still swears whiskey helps cure everything. <laughs> and even if it doesn't help cure you, you when you, you're a little you kid, don't you go care. to sleep. It gives you symptom relief. Yeah. And really, what is ibuprofen exactly. or any of those? They don't cure it. It's That's relief. the other one. Uh, Karen made me take oregano oil for a while. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know what? After you take oregano oil, it doesn't matter how you feel. You feel better than you felt a moment ago. Yeah. And at that point, your body will just bake it so you don't have to take more oregano oil. <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't have a cold anymore. It's gone. Yeah. Uh, a big thing that we sort of, Karen has embraced with cold season, 
don't suppress it. Don't suppress your cold and cough. Get it out. You gotta cough it and hack up that shit. Get the phlegm and mucus out of you. So yeah, we we purging the demon. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but we stop taking cough suppressants. Mm. It's it hurts a little bit, but it gets out of your body so much faster. I don't know if that's science or spirituality. Or Wear what, my but. mask. I haven't. I mean, knock on everything. Haven't had a cold or a cough yeah. for a long time. Atticus brought home RSD from school, oh. and that was miserable at the beginning of November. I I'd say it probably put us on our arses for two weeks. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, it was miserable. And yeah, it was just because he went to school with bunch, some other kid that was sick and picked yep. it up and brought it home. And Well, I, I did see a meme or something of, you know, parents or caretakers of small children, if they offer you a snack, whether it's a cheesy or a Cheerio, don't take it because really it's the flu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back on to the spiritual side of this, though, there's lots of things you can do in your spiritual practice that will make you healthier, especially in a mental sense. Uh, meditation. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, meditation is not something I'm very good at, but it is definitely one of those things I strive to be better at. It's something I want to do more of. I like meditating into a fire. Not great with voices. Uh, yeah, I love a guided meditation. I, I yeah. do too, but it depends on the voice. Absolutely, yes. 100%. Absolutely yeah. depends on the voice. Yeah. Um, but meditation, just relax. Get in nature. Just go out in the woods. You don't feel good? Go out. Go out in the woods. Like your mental health is the key to your physical body being healthy. If you're miserable, go out in the woods. Yeah, go get some fresh air. Really and I walk. did not get out in the woods at all? Question mark? This past summer, yeah, you were in healing mode. You yeah. Yes, that's you, you, you really had a yes. knee replacement. But you, yes. you, fi- you're, you're, what you're saying is you felt that you felt not getting out the woods. Oh, for sure, yeah. definitely. Now and I did get out, like just sit in the backyard under the canopy and listening to the birds and stuff whenever yeah. I could. Well, you know but, what I noticed, and because my my partner in crime in camping, he's got a, a his casting sort of thing on his ankle and I've got my back is hurt my lower back so we started camping with cots yeah yeah. it's glamorous camping I noticed the difference not sleeping on that air mattress on the ground oh yeah no air mattress are terrible no 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 I mean I didn't feel as refreshed oh when you're on the air mattress and I'm fine with an air mattress it was getting up and out of my little tent that's that's this high that was the problem and I really noticed not sleeping on the ground. I didn't feel as spiritually refreshed. Well, that's fair. As I did it, you know, as on Because we all know with air better. mattresses, they deflate and you eventually end up on the ground well, anyway. I, I don't yes. mind. And it wasn't the air mattress. That's no problem. It was crawling in and out of my tent that's two and a half feet tall. And getting up tall. off the ground. Because yeah. at yeah, this that was point with neck. my wonky like knees, once I'm on the ground, yeah, that's it. Okay. You got a fairly big tent. You get yourself caught. Them again. I might do. I might think about that. Oh, and, uh, we we switched to a cot about two or three years ago. Yeah. I'll, I'll never go back. It's, it's convenient, but yeah. I don't feel as spiritually refreshed because I'm not just go lay on the ground somewhere, now. especially in the summer. Yeah, I'm gonna lay on an anthill. There you go. <laughs> then you'll feel connected. Yeah. Feel connected. But yeah, so to me, it's it's all about the big picture. You you, you personally have to be mentally sound and. It's okay to be depressed. It's, it's... And I was very lucky. 
about, I don't know, 20 years ago now, maybe? My psychiatrist I had at the time, I started noticing things in her office because, and I was very open with her about my paganism yeah. and my practice and my spirituality because I was working at Little Mysteries at the time as well. Kind so it was such a huge part of my mm-hmm. life. And then I started realizing, you know, she has a goddess statue over there and she's wearing a goddess pentacle <laughs> necklace. So she really, like we discussed how she felt my spirituality and my path was as important, if not more important, than the work her and I did together. The work that I did on my path was equally valid and important towards Mm -hmm. my healing. And she saw, rather than viewing my spirituality as part of my psychosis, she really viewed it as an important tool in my healing. That was amazing. I just, she was the most fantastic. I was devastated when she fired me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, for those people who have found a path, to take that path and to take that practice away, well, if you become spiritually and emotionally, you know, spiritually bereft, you become emotionally bereft, and then you get physically sick. Yeah. I got some bad news a couple of weeks ago about someone close to me who is terminally ill. And when I'm in a bad state, I resisted for many years because I thought I should have been stronger than that. One of those, I'm stronger than this. But when I finally gave in to, okay, I'm in a bad state, tacky as it may be, get yourself on YouTube, find a 10 minute morning meditation, find a five or 10 minute midday meditation, find one for the evening and if you have to go maybe 30 minutes you would spend for the whole day 10 minutes at a time to settle yourself down and center yourself you're going to feel much better in the day because of course your aches and your pains and your headaches and your everything start when you're upset agreed so you know really don't like i've gone through many that i went oh god no i can't listen to this again oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you find ones that are like oh i feel refreshed and i feel calmer and centered and if you can do that even a five minute one just to, cause sometimes lately just to sit down and draw a deep breath has been difficult for me. So to get a little meditation that's like in and out, just telling you, helping you through that, it has helped. It has yeah. helped keep me a little more on my rock. It's, it's the little things. Like, so a big thing for us over the holidays, we have a big fireplace. We don't use it very often, but over the holidays, I try my best to have a bloody log in that thing from the 24th to the first. It was amazing. Felt so much better having a little fire in my home going all of the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just nice to be near it, to hear it, to feel it. And it gives off that slight wood smoke smell, which makes you think of camping and outside and and all that. Yes. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talked a little bit about like the physical getting out the woods. And some people may say the cultural appropriation thing. Do yoga. What are you like, talking about cultural appropriation? Oh, it's, it's, it's a thing. People, people will say that as a white people, we're just appropriating yoga. That's a bunch of... I, I know, but that's not what we're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> the point uh, the point of the conversation is that the whole no... planet is covered with trees. No, no culture owns moving your body. And yes. it, sometimes it just involves moving your body. And also something else, again, from that self-compassion course I took, savoring. I don't know if we talked about this on the program before, about using all five senses to savor whether it's when you're eating which i do sometimes but i find i have a terrible time falling asleep just awful which means i have a terrible time waking up in the morning so if i don't fall asleep until three four five o'clock and then i have to get up at seven to go to work i'm dragging my ass out of bed yeah since i've started this i find i fall asleep and it's easier to get up like i'm not cranky and whining and angry that I have to wake up in the mornings right now and it's you when I'm using it to fall asleep it's see hear you're gonna be on the podcast now I'm forgetting smell taste through the senses touch yeah are you asking what the five senses are but I'm trying to think of what order it is so it's it's when I'm in bed I will close my eyes so I can't actually see anything but I'll be able to sort of see my room and what I'm looking at and right. what do I hear? I hear by breathing. I hear the fan. I hear the cat snoring. Smell. What am I smelling? Whether it's, you know, the laundry that I just did or, I don't know, flowers on my bedside, which I often have. Touch. What am I are my legs okay and comfortable? Are my shoulders good? Can I feel the cat on you're me? You're more aware of what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. And taste, you know, whether or not it's the drink of meat I had before I went yeah, to bed. Yeah. And you just keep focusing on those things rather than letting your brain go off into the hamster wheel that it always does. If I just bring myself back to that, I find I'm asleep in like a half an hour. Nice. And that's that's just the wildest thing to me. Like all these different things I have tried my whole life to fall asleep, including close my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say bring that up, but you know. If you haven't listened to past episodes, Margot had to realize growing up, she had to close her eyes to fall asleep. asleep. Not not growing up, in adulthood. In adulthood. (laughs) I mean, for how many years have I told people I lie there and stare at the ceiling until I fall asleep? And no one has ever said, close your eyes. Well, when when you said I lay there and stare at the ceiling, I thought you were speaking sort of... Metaphorically. Metaphorically. You know, when you say, oh, I just laid there and stared at the ceiling. You aren't really. You're laying there. Me, I'm laying there with my eyes closed. I'm just not falling asleep. But you know, what you're saying is a really good thing to do if you're having an anxious day or you're worried about something. I've, I've done this one just to snap my mind out of whatever I'm doing. It's like, okay, look around the room. What do I see that's green? 
what do I see that's red? What do I see that's yellow? Just to snap my head back into where I am. So that's a really good one to remember. Okay. Like, okay, what what do the what does the material of my pants feel like? You know, what can I smell? That's a really good one to bring you back when you're anxious and you you know you can't. And focus. it's a good savoring practice too. Whenever you want to just slow down, like mm-hmm. if you're you know eating your lunch and just stuffing it in your face so fast, so you can get onto whatever it is the rest because of your retail. day. Because retail, slow down and just you know it's. I had sushi today, so what what does it look like? It was bright and colorful and. What does it smell like? Well, it's veggies, so that's the Ram Das, right? Be here now. Yes, Be yeah. Be here now. So yeah. it's yeah. a big part of mindfulness, and that's very interesting. I'm going to remember that, Margo. I'm going to be the flake in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push it a little further. I can remember in the 80s, out of Ivy League schools, talk about the power of prayer in healing yes. and physical health mm-hmm. and how it made a difference. And there was back and forth about process and scientific method and they refined it but they they almost consistently found and of course this is the stuff I'm reading because I'm interested that it didn't matter who the deity was but if if there was a prayer made to a deity um, on behalf of somebody else there was an effect in the healing and they did double blind. They had people praying for people they didn't know. They had people being prayed for that didn't know they were being prayed for. All sorts of variations and they still seem to have positive results with the power of prayer, which is spell work, which is it, That's just what I was going to say. Spell work is prayer. That's mm-hmm. what it, basically what it is. And, yeah. And saying that now, you know, say that was in the 80s, 20 years later, affirmation. 40. 40? 40? No, no, no. I mean, come like 2000-ish. Oh, yeah. Come through 2000-ish. The most atheist psychiatrist will tell you positive affirmations. Positive affirmations. And people think, oh, you know, you know, fake it till it's real. But look at Dr. Emoto's work. And now, at the same time, we're not talking about toxic positivity here. No. Oh, no. Toxic positivity is a different thing. But if believing and being positive about situations. It, and that's, I think, helps. one of the things is you have to believe it. So I'll, a lot of affirmations with health and those sorts of things, I'd be like, my mind would be second guessing it. But I, I found a way to word it that it was supportive and it would be every day I'm feeling better. Every day I'm feeling stronger. Every day. Because then you could have those incremental. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you say, I am strong and, you know, your knees give out, you're like, yep. Fuck. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not, yeah. you know, but if you can word things and find things and there's been lots of work like Maeve was talking about, I think of Lynn McTaggart's work and she's been working. It's got to be a couple of decades now. And she has um, several books about the, the value of intentional practices in healing. And she does worldwide experiments, lots of data. But one book I can recommend is The Power of Eight. And it is about The Power of Pardon? Eight. So it is about how one person, you can affect a difference if you set powerful intentions and you spend some time on your own personal healing by setting an intention for yourself. But if you work in small groups and you just spend, okay, today we're going to do 10 minutes on you. And she said, these practices are never more than, you know, 10 minutes out of somebody's day and the next day at somebody else. But if everybody does that, that communal work, you don't have to be, you can be in different areas, you can be in whatever, you can be on Zoom. And I, they carried on over COVID, these 
these experiments. So she's got some long standing, both in the amount of time she's been doing these kinds of experiments and as well as the numbers she could because of her following. And so that's very interesting. And I think uh, another book that I might recommend is Dean Radin, which is a book, the mo one of his most recent books is called Real Magic. He's a parapsychologist. I'm trying to think, I can't say the word, right. but he doesn't think of magic. You know, he thinks of it as psi effects and just something that we haven't learned about, but he didn't, he wasn't coming at it from the magic end, but when he changed his terminology in the last book and they did some healing things, they did some healing things using poppets. So uh, where you would give a massage or you would rub the temples of a poppet and that poppet was representative of, of somebody they found results they found results it's like distance healing with reiki exactly same thing same thing and yeah. and often distance healers will use a a stand-in of some sort right mm -hmm. so i guess mm -hmm. it is pocket work in a sense you're right we came at it from a you know a more it's a complementary and it this still is all complementary of course to allopathic methods of healing but do not discount both connecting with the divinity or with each other we're in relationship no matter what you call it, the more you strengthen those relationships the stronger you are well i definitely would not have managed to come this far without the relationships in my life and my spiritual path absolutely that's like a I, really good point you know yeah. i oh, yeah. i would not be where i am they're right not now. a pill that takes that oh absolutely no. yeah no absolutely not i mean the fact that i am well, sitting up. here Value, living <laughs> sit yeah but then i wouldn't be able to sit here and participate yeah yeah but the fact it's that i'm out. sitting <laughs> living breathing participating contributing would not have like i have zero doubt without my spiritual path and the relationships and connections that i've made through that i would not be here i actually through one or two periods of my life i probably just would have stopped breathing one day well i i really wouldn't be here i wouldn't because sometimes you stop and think i remember just uh immediately after my divorce and you know and you're in so much misery and whatnot and it's like i do not know how my heart keeps beating every day yeah. i do not know why my brain hasn't short-circuited from the, the misery that I feel. I honestly, and so, but you know, you, you have your spirituality to comfort you and to help you along and makes a huge difference. I can't imagine if it was gone. Yeah. I truly can't. And this is just me and I'm not prolisticizing in any way, but I think people, because they grew up in a particular, you know, maybe a very stringent religion or something, I think people are very spiritually bereft. Agreed. And they, or and or they no, almost, religion. no or religion. No religion. I mean, and not that you can't have a great life, but some people are just... They feel the they feel the lack of it without having yes. a word to describe or, that. Or, that or, is how I was feeling before I found paganism. Yeah, yeah and I, I think there's probably a lot of them are really in debt. No, not <laughs> trying to soothe themselves. Keep so. in mind, we often use the word religion and spirituality. It's, yes. It's interchangeably. Interchangeably, yes. Yes. interchangeably, yes. Yeah. But so, spirituality. Yeah. yeah. Because at my absolute worst, I could sit down and maybe try to settle myself or speak to my spirit guide or some of my spirit family when I was lonely and miserable. And they were there when, you know, you're sitting in your you're in your bed at night and you're completely alone and you're crying yourself to sleep. It's like, no, they could, you know, if I could calm down enough to get to them, 
<laughs> yeah. It it was a lot of comfort to me. Yeah. A lot of comfort. So basically what we've come down to here is that it's a balance. It's a balance between the mundane stuff, which is boring and uninteresting, but it's necessary. You have to go get your x-ray. You have to go get your vaccine. Oh, I, yes. You gotta I go got to go see your my, doctor. Got my iron infusion. Iron, iron infusion. infusion. You have to do that stuff. Yeah. But on top of that, you have to keep yourself mentally healthy. And that's where the spirituality comes in. So we, we discuss a lot what we could do for ourselves, not to get too far off topic, but slightly. What are some gods and goddesses you guys can think of when it comes to healing and health? For me, it's Bridget. Mm -hmm. Bridget's my big one. It's interesting that you say that because a while back I was with uh, some ladies and we were talking about comfort. Because to me, if I feel comforted, then I can start to feel better. Because when, when Gwen was saying, I am strong, you know, this because that, you know, I am feeling better every day. Or um, sometimes for me, it was, I'm going to make it. I will manage. It will come. All will be well as opposed to, oh, every, you know, the, the really strong ones that really help. So I was with a bunch of ladies and I was saying, you know, there are just days when, you know, I'm twice my mother's size, maybe more. <laughs> and you just want the, you want to be like a five-year-old, maybe crawl on your mother's lap, right? Or something. So we were saying, we need to find mother goddesses. And so, because, you know, I can't sit in my mother's lap anymore and I'm in charge of everything and I'm the, you know, the head of my household or whatever the case might be there's no one to share the load with but sometimes i would just like to be comforted yeah and so some of the ladies looked at different goddesses and you know examined it and this and that and the one that came to me i go to her and i was very surprised because she's kind of <laughs> at first i thought what why isn't she some obscure really bizarre thing but no it was demeter so when i'm not feeling well mentally or physically remember when you were a little kid you scraped your knee you went to mom, she held you and kissed it, and, you know, that helped you. So to me, I go to Demeter for comfort when I'm feeling ill or down. I think that she is who I also think of. Yeah, because I can actually remember the last time as a young adult even being so sick and vomiting and not being able to stop phoning my mom to come to my apartment to look after me because I just didn't know what else to do. <laughs> oh, so, wow. yeah. Yeah. So having that mothering comfort, yeah. which my mother was not a soft mothering comfort kind of person. She was more a practical, let's take care of the situation, that kind of. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Athena as opposed to Demeter. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Fair and strong and yeah. balanced yeah. and everything. But and yeah. problem solving. Problem solving. But yeah. As far as the um, they're there now. Not a lot of that. No, <laughs> but, but we, we do need it. Oh, we yeah, do need absolutely. it. And we're also getting to the age where some of us, our mothers are, are passed on. Or there is a lot of people who didn't have that kind of relationship with their mother. Yeah. Things like that. And it's obviously when people say, oh, my father was cruel to me or my mother was cold. It obviously has a long term effect on your person and your psyche. It truly does. So if you were someone who maybe your mother is gone or your father because there's the father god thing too that's a whole nother story if they're gone from you or you never had it if you can find that mother goddess for yourself i think it could not only help heal the wounds of childhood and the rejection you felt from your mother but it can also help you now 
right. to get back. You know, I can't sit in my mother's lap. I am literally twice her size. <laughs> I could sit next to her and she could put her arm around I mean, me. But you it's could not lie down same. and put your head in her lap. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't live right, you know, I here guess. and all that too, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, Maybe she, we need to have a, a put your head in my lap circle someday. A comforting you know, circle. A comforting circle. Sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I was at, where was I? Was I at Rainbow or The Gathering or something? And there was this couple there. You know, I didn't know her too well, but I knew him. And I said, you know, I said, I remember, you know, since I've be divorced these past 10 years and I don't date or anything like that. And I said, I will admit that it's and my daughter is older and not cuddling with me like she did I've becoming touch star and I said and it's very strange to me especially when a man especially a man you know oh hi you know honey how you doing I haven't seen you give me a hug and they said to me they said look you want to come over we'll sit on the couch with you and hold your hand and put our arm around you and you want to come over and watch a movie we'll do that and you know I deeply regret not taking them up on that yeah. And it wasn't anything, oh, we're going to have a threesome. It was just, oh, come on over. Yeah, you can yeah. sit between us and you can lean on him and I'll hold your hand and or vice versa. And, you know, I deeply regret not taking them up. Well, now you got to find them. <laughs> They've broken up since then. No. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple years ago. Anyway, that was my sideline. A kind so of a way to sort of close the episode is to acknowledge that our world is literally on fucking fire. Yeah. Everything Don't is read shit. Nostradamus's predictions for 2023 no. for the love of God. Everything is on fire. The economy is shit. Grocery stores are garbage. Government shit. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> so and that doesn't matter where you live. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, this is not. This is not. This is not Canada. This is just the everywhere. world. Everywhere. And that view. is you were talking about nurses driving over here, and you had said, "Oh, a nurse came back from BC," and she had said, "Yeah, everything out there sucks too." Yeah. yeah, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So while we live in our world where historical events happen every, every other week, you have to take care of yourself. And that's really important. And if that involves you finding your spiritual path and diving into it, so be it. Awesome. Good on you. And community support, I think, is yes. a really great part of that as well. Yeah. Even though as a Taurus, I have massive difficulty reaching out and asking for help. Well, I don't need help. <laughs> but I'm willing to help you because then it makes me look I like have it. no problem bossing people to go get help. I'll help you find the help. Just do as I say. <laughs> well, actually, that's a really good point. So this holiday season, like everyone around me was miserable. But I was happy. As, I happy actually as had a great holiday season yeah. because I slept. Yeah. I slept. Like I had, well, out of 10 days, I had nine and a half of those days off and I slept the whole time. Nice. And How actually you w- managed to get oh. all that off. Wow. We were closed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of places yeah. were closed over the week. Yeah. And actually when I was getting the um, uh, iron infusion, the nurses were asking me how my holiday was. And I told them, I, I just slept the whole time. It was great. And they're like, by yourself like you had no one to take care of i'm like nope i live by myself and i had my cat and i just slept and <laughs> ate whatever i wanted and it was fantastic and at first they were kind of shocked and then they really thought about it the and you could self-indulgence it would take they in, you could really see the discovery in their eyes of wow wouldn't that be fantastic and that's actually 
again, part of the whole self-healing thing. Mm -hmm. I did not for one second feel like I should be doing laundry. I should be doing dishes. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. It's I knew this is what my body needed to heal at this time to prepare me for what's coming up next. Yeah. Yeah. That I, there was no guilt. There was no, um, rep, like self reprimanding talk. It was just, it was the most glorious, freest. I just, I accomplished what I needed to accomplish. And it was fantastic. That's amazing because I find for me to relax and maybe nap, I have to leave my, because uh, I'm always thinking the laundry, this needs yeah, washing. No, that I, needs just, I have to go to my parents or something and like get, get away. I have to get away because I'll be thinking, oh goodness, I could be doing that. And you know what? I should really empty out those cupboards and wash them. And that's there's, how, and that's there's how someone Karen to feed is. and there's someone. But if I leave, <laughs> See, and I and don't I, think of it. I did laundry last night for the first time since I moved home in September. Oh, wow. That's how many clothes I have. <laughs> <laughs> Another form of self-healing. Exactly. Not Self-care. We're just owning a lot of clothes. Well, it just, and it was the first time I felt strong enough, yeah. both in my knees and in my shoulders, to be able to carry the laundry. Three, three sets of stairs. Three sets of stairs. Yeah. Well, call yeah. me next time. I'll carry but you had enough clothes for four months. Forget it. Don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> She's fine. I'll just be jealous. I'll just be jealous. Yeah. I think, I I think a good thing I wanted to bring up that I haven't heard is um, maybe a spiritual practice that's easy to start where you are right now that contributes to your ongoing health, mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical, would be a gratitude practice. Yeah. At yes. some point every day. Think about those things. Think, not think about those things. Feel about those things that you are grateful for. I still have that fabulous jar with oh right, which is sitting on my little altar in my kitchen. Oh, that's lovely. But I haven't started it. You haven't started it. I haven't done it. So you know what? This is the cue right now for me to start it today, January third. There we go. I'm going to start my that gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah. Wonderful. There you go. Yeah. One thing that I have started, starting with the new year, or maybe I'm on day five, five or six at this point, is because I'm always so flip and tense and overwhelmed by things, you know, the last little while, to sit down and just say, like, just three times a day, even if it's just one line, to say, I am open to receiving. Oh, wonderful. Because I'm so you get you get so closed off. I agree. Because you're you're so you're so tense or you're so worried or you've got so much to do. Or and you're focused on the mon- all the mundane, mundane stuff. things. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. as someone who has students in her house and is constantly cooking and doing people's laundry and things like that, I'm open to receive kindness. I'm open to receive you know, caring. I'm open to receive, you know, whatever you might, I'm open to receive courage. I'm open to not being afraid anymore. I'm open to, you know, whatever. Whatever you want. Because when you're tense, you've got your barriers up and things are not coming to you like they should. 
So I've started doing that and meditating three times, you know, little five minute meditations three times a day. And I'm keeping air. I got a dull roar going on right now. And, you know, I didn't, I wasn't taking proper care of myself like that for quite a bit, you know, for months. And now I realize that I got, and people say, oh, you're weak. It's a crutch. So what? Give me crutches. And I'd be going down the street. Look, if it wasn't for crutches, (laughs) I certainly wouldn't be here. Crutches are just a tool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No shape. No. Because crawling around on your forearms is not fun. No. (laughs) No. When I first came home with my two broken legs, we lived in a two-story house with the bathroom on the second floor. Oh, my goodness. So I got very good at at hauling myself up the stairs on my butt backwards. And then sliding back down. Right. Got very good at that. So I had strong arms at, you know, 11. (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us. And I hope everyone is uh, going to be having a great new year. And hope you've been having a a, a great month of January so far. I hope wherever you are, it's not snowing here, which is disappointing in a little bit of a way. Um, But thank you very much. Um, if you have any comments or suggestions, you can certainly get a hold of us on our Facebook page. Three Witches and a Druid Podcast would like to take a moment to shout out to our amazing Patreon supporters from all around the world. Without your generous contributions, now and over the past two seasons, we could not bring you this magical content. And we thank you once again for listening. Until next time, everybody. Merry meet. Merry heart. And merry meet again. Blessed be. be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.